0: Looks exactly the same as you did 25 years ago. It's nuts.
1: Sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony.
0: Hey, what's up, everyone? Griff's here. It's another holiday, another holiday month edition of the Beer Engine podcast. Jingle, jingle, jangle. Uh, I said jingle, jangle, which the only reason I said that uh, was because it's a snack mix I got from Trader Joe's, but I was going to say something funny like jingle, jangle, bing bong, bangle, something. <laughs> the Jingle, jangle is a snack mix. You can get it. It has pretzels. Bro, it has chocolate covered pretzels, chocolate covered popcorn. Uh, you got little pieces of, um, broken up Oreo type things. They're called Jojo's that you get from Trader Joe's and they're covered in chocolate. And then you got some little M&M type things in there and some little tiny peanut butter cups and it's all mixed together in a big tin. And it's literally just the shit they swept off the floor, but I think it's really good.
1: Yeah. that um, so has that's the,
0: been, it's been on my mind.
1: Has the quality of, the chocolate, because that's really the key thing mm. when I think about a mix like that. Because that's a lot of chocolate, and it can I can like it doesn't need to be like seventy percent dark chocolate. That's not what I'm talking about. But is it that crap oily stuff that is mainly um, soy oil or or what? It, corn sure. oil or whatever Sorry they use. Oil that, or something. Yeah, that's really crap.
0: Yeah, Tony. And uh, that's, of course, the voice of my host, my co host, Tony, who I uh, forgot to introduce because I was caught up thinking about uh, various candies. Um, I would say it's a better chocolate than a Hershey's quality type chocolate. Um, probably oh. better than a your standard Cadbury quality. That's It's, it's definitely, grouping. it's less waxy. It's yeah. less weird, waxy. Weird. There's no unusual texture in my mind,
1: I don't believe. Because that waxy was really what I was getting at. If it's Hershey's quality and above, that's fine. I know you're not a rat for Hershey's chocolate, but it, yeah. it doesn't – like really, really cheap chocolate has that really waxiness that is really unpleasant after two or three yeah. um, bites, yeah. and that's all and, I was asking.
0: I will point out that most of these things have been wrapped in uh, dark chocolate. They have been enrobed in dark chocolate too, or, or a facsimile of, of dark chocolate. I'm not going to call it 95%. Cacao or anything, but it's definitely more bitter than sweet. Um, most of it, uh, I, I really like this stuff, Tony. It's it's a little bit addictive. Look out! Look out for the jingle jangle. If you're if you got a Trader Joe's nearby, and Tony, I know you don't, so I'm just teasing you.
1: About seven thousand uh, miles away, roughly.
0: Yeah, uh, check out check out some jingle jangle uh, in a little tin. You may probably find it somewhere.
1: Now, do you uh, do the caramel milk thing? Have you had caramel milk chocolate? You've I have had a it.
0: caramel, actually, we, we don't have them here, but I have had one in uh, when I was overseas.
1: Because I'm a huge fan. Nestle do their version, like, they call their white chocolate that's caramelised something else. I think it's Cabri Gold, not Nestle Gold, not Cabri Gold, because that's their dark version. But Cabri's are doing a whole bunch of caramel stuff. So you've got plain caramel, yeah. you got Hokey Pokey, which is kind of like honeycomb in white chocolate, sure. like tiny bits smashed up and it's really good. And then they do a marble, which is where they All right. they marble the top and then they fill it with a um, caramel mousse. And that is okay. really delicious in, in block form. So you get little, you know, the square blocks that you little, get yeah, in the, they,
0: they call them, Hershey's calls them nibs, I believe. Um, the little pieces you, you bust off of your Hershey
1: bar. There you go. We we don't call them nibs. We call them pieces. So, yeah.
0: That's a pretty straightforward name, actually. I think I like that. Um, yeah. So we what? So that's your big. So that's your big chocolate situation. We got a lot of. We got a lot of candy bounce around this house right now, and cookies and stuff. Is that a situation for you guys too? You get a lot of holiday baking going on out there.
1: It's not really a thing here. Of course, it's, it's summer, but I have been watching. I think it's the New York Times YouTube channel and they, they've done their oh, holiday sure. Christmas cookie week and that was outstanding. They did some really fancy ones, some shippable cookies. Solar El Whaley did a cookie that you could, you could send places and um, it would ship quite well. My favourite okay. was a Subway Classic and by Subway I mean the sandwich shop Subway, at least in sure. Australia, the M&M, mm. cookie. No, no, the, sure. The homemade version that they did yeah. on that channel was I amazing. love an M&M cookie, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was beautiful and lacy. The M&Ms were chopped up, but they still stuck out. Oh, perfect. But right. I'm, as, far I'm as, not baking, that. as far as cookie baking myself, no, I haven't been doing any. But I did, speaking of milk cook a cake today. It was a Nutella chocolate cake, and you would normally put um, chocolate pieces in it, but I put uh, caramilk pieces mm. in it. And that'll be delicious with the uh, Nutella.
0: So I really, so um, Kelly and uh, her her friend, uh, a handful of listeners might know uh, Jameson. If you recall this person, uh, they are going to make cookies uh, this weekend. And I'm very excited for that because, and I really hope Kelly makes my favorite. And I'm gonna tell you my favorite, Tony. If you got a favorite, you can throw it out there. But I'm gonna give you my favorite Christmas cookie. It is. The class, there's a, This is a classic, and at least in the Midwest. I don't know if everyone's going to know this one. So if you know this one, let us know. Get in the Discord or, or or, however Instagram message me. Let me know if you know what this cookie is. The Peanut Butter Blossom. And this cookie is sort of a, it's sort of like a thumbprint cookie. Are you familiar with thumbprint Game cookie, absolutely. Tony, which has the jam yeah. in that? Remove the jam. There's still something in the middle, though. It's still got that somewhat, this has a relatively soft texture. Uh, and it's a peanut butter like brown sugar cookie um, with a lot of butter, heavily creamed, um, and then you typically you would put a single Hershey's Kiss in in it. Gotcha. Now Kelly makes them uh, for for the for the freaks like me that want more and more like peanut nut flavored taste. She does a chocolate covered pecan in the center. Okay. So you got your peanut butter cookie and your chocolate covered pecan. You got to put it in when it's like. Just out of the oven, so that it will depress into the center and stick to the um, to the cookie adhere to the cookie, yep. yeah. And you get a little bit of that like breakage, sort of that crinkle action on the outside. And that's my favorite Christmas cookie. I I swear I could eat thousands of those. They they I love peanut butter and everything, but that that's a great cookie.
1: Can I suggest? Perhaps it won't work, but can I suggest a recipe tweak
0: mm-hmm. rather
1: than a chocolate covered pecan? a mini Reese's peanut butter cup, even if you have to chop that thing into quarters.
0: You won't, you could do um, one of the foil wrapped Reese's if you know what I'm talking about. And I have done that. And that Uh, is also very good. So I would definitely recommend that if you're into Reese's and I am. So we've just, we've, we've leaned heavy on the pecans because, um, I have a shitload of them all the time because Kelly buys them from her uh, sorority chapter. Um, but I I support this, and if you really want to go fancy, if you want to, if you need to impress your fucking boss or something, get those Justin's ones with the dark chocolate and the high end peanut butter in them. That's some shit right there. <laughs> now you're talking.
1: Yeah, I think you need to Maybe. go out and buy some and supply that to the bakers. Give them you're a, a fucking
0: Guy Savoie Now making a goddamn cookie, bro. Come well, on, it's good.
1: Well, can I make a suggestion if they're doing a full ro- roster of cookies and they want to add some Australian flavour to it? All right. The Anzac, Anzac Biscuit. Oh,
0: Anzac biscuits. See, I want that, yeah. It Ooh. sounds, I'm familiar with them. I, In my mind, they taste sort of like a what we would call a speculous cookie, but it's probably not quite like that.
1: These have golden syrup in them. Okay, so it's, sure. It's, That's it, probably the difference. It's rolled oats, flour, brown sugar. Desiccated coconut, butter, golden syrup, and bicarb, that's it.
0: Okay, so that's totally different, right? It's more like a coconut oat cookie, like a coconut oat biscuit.
1: Yeah, but the the predominant flavour is coming from the golden syrup. Um, there's only okay. two tablespoons, but they really really when that's mixed with the brown sugar, it's delicious. You
0: got to fight to find golden syrup here. I know. You can't have a lot of luck finding that here, but there's all kinds of these we're, we're going, this is the baking podcast gang. So get used to
1: it. Absolutely. Um,
0: every time I watch great British baking show, I'm like, I wish we had some of these ingredients because uh, I know you can make some of them, but it, that's like a whole shit. So like yeah. stem, stem ginger is one that I always see in that. And I'm like, oh, that shit looks good and I bet would be good in something is stem ginger. You don't have you, that at Albie? No, 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 oh. way. you ain't finding that. Hell no.
1: That's no. easy to find in Australia.
0: Yeah, but golden syrup is another thing, right? I, I'm, I'm presuming it's maybe like it's it's got some relationship with corn syrup to some degree where it's sort of like a slightly caramelized corn syrup or something. But
1: It really falls in the molasses family, but it's a much, much lighter version of molasses. Okay, yeah. So it, it's sort of, If you can imagine molasses, but without that, that sulfury taste, it's much more golden in colour rather than the black or dark brown. And yeah, it it falls somewhere between corn syrup and and molasses, but it's much more of a natural product. Because um, we have big sugar cane fields in the northern part of Australia, we used to have sugar beet down where I live. There's a sugar beet museum in my town. Fun fact. But in Queensland, we grow a lot of sugar cane, and that is a product that's readily available in Australia. Golden sure syrup is everywhere.
0: See that this is why there's no. I I I would say this is why there's no great American baking show. We have no baking culture here. We have uh, cookies, there has been we have one. Cake. Yeah, well, I I know, but it was Jeff Foxworthy, and it sucked. But. <laughs> um, we don't have a meaningful baking culture here. We can only – and or really any meaningful culture at all. Um, we can only steal from everybody else, right? It's only a rip-off everything else. And with baking, we didn't rip-off enough. We, yeah. like, only – we didn't steal enough shit. And it's namely in the ingredient portion of it. We have a, a shortage of type. We eat a lot of sugar here, but not very many – but it's all the same type. We don't have very many other cool types of eating sugar. So – it's all very sweet, and it's all very white sugar, and that's it. Um, so that, we—that's we, why all these other show, like baking show, the Great British Baking Show, has so much. You're like, damn, I've never heard of any of this stuff, um, and that's why because we we don't have a culture of any of that stuff here. It's it's all dead.
1: Look, I just did a quick um, look at um, what golden syrup actually is. And I did brew with it, but I didn't realise at the time it was already an invert sugar. So it's essentially like a sugarcane version of Belgian candy sugar. So it's a thick amber coloured invert sugar um, made by refining sugarcane or sugar beet in Australia, sugarcane, with um, a touch of acid to
0: invert. You could make the you could be you could go find the Australian Trappist Monks and make the first Australian Trappist Ale with with golden syrup instead of Belgian candy sugar.
1: I have made a beer with golden syrup and I actually made an a brown ale and I made it an Anzac biscuit brown ale.
0: That sounds good.
1: It was really good. Came in at about four and a half percent so Maris Otter was the base. I, I know the recipe, not by heart, but I know the basic ingredients. It had 10% of rolled oats, um, yep. which added a nice body. And Coconut. And I think um, 500 grams of golden syrup. So it was a really light-bodied brown ale, but that right. that golden syrup really worked well because it's essentially a Belgian candy sugar. And I I don't think I used a, a estuary yeast. I think I used like a... Uh, a london um london. w yeah whatever the yeah, right, yeah. london we, london yeast. Yeah, yeah yeah thomas Flea east whatever it is all okay. right that's Well, there you go that's
0: beer. the that is the cookie breakdown uh for this week well maybe we'll get another one after i eat the cookies at the end of this week um that is the cookie monster cast uh 2021 Other thing I got, you know, Tony, uh, I've I've been, you know, I'm going back to Chicago, and one thing I've gotten roped into is this here uh, is sort of a a couple white elephant type gift situations. Tony, are you familiar with the white elephant gift giving situation?
1: Both the store and the gift giving situation, yeah, not great. We used to have them at our school fundraisers.
0: So, Tony, what I was was hoping to get out of you is if you've done any sort of Christmas beer gift-giving, have you ever given beer as a gift? Have you ever done any sort of beer accessories, gotten anything like that, glassware, books? Is there anything like that that's ever fascinated you? I know I have have a couple family members that are uh, sort of interested in this stuff. Is there anything that you would recommend as a kind of a primo a beer gift for someone or for someone like me to put on sort of an an anonymous wish
1: list maybe. Um, So big gifts fall into a couple of categories, complete gimmick or Mm. big gift. I actually want big gift. Mm. I actually want is the thing I'm holding in my hand right now in any different shape or size. Give me beer glass. Speelau yeah.
0: glass. Doesn't yeah, have to be spieglao.
1: Give me a nonic pint glass. Just I need more versatile glass where you can never get enough of that stuff. Um, All right. Beer itself is another gift I want. Order um, me quality beer. Um, then we go into the murky area of beer gadgetry. And that's where things get yes. iffy. And it quickly goes from, oh well, that could be neat into as seen in, on TV or these days, as seen in an Instagram ad. Um, have I got many of the Instagram ad type gifts? Uh, the only one I can think of is these metal sticks that you put in the freezer. And oh,
0: the Chilsner.
1: Yes, the Chilsner. Oh,
0: bro, I got one of those too. I had to give it away. I, <laughs> I was There's no way in hell I was going to use that thing. Oh, that thing is so stupid. It's a big rod. But instead of it going in one of your holes, it goes into your beer. <laughs> uh, you you've got this rod with a screw top, right? And you put it in the center of your yep. beer bottle. Isn't that what you do? So you, yep. gotta, you got your Bud Light, and you can take the cold steel, uh, and instead of pressing that cold steel against your enemy's temple and saying, hey, listen up, fucker, you, know, you screw it onto your uh, Bud Light. And it makes it cold, I yeah. guess. Yeah, I would think it probably isn't going to help with your carb situation, by the no. way, is shoving some thick-ass foreign object <laughs> in your beer. but um, You're going to have a flat and, and less cold or less yeah. warm Bud Light, I guess.
1: And do you guys do the gift pack? So that is a handful of beer from a specific manufacturer and then sure. some sort of trinket. Um sort of kind of like your Horace beer pack that you get from time <laughs> to time
0: yeah I, I if I'm buying a Horace beer pack I better be getting engaged to this person uh, soon <laughs> yeah. if I'm spending that much but you know there are a couple that actually I would say if you have a family member that is interested in high-end beer okay if you if you got the Roquefort one the Roquefort gift pack with the Ooh. Roquefort glass and then it have 6 eight10 in the pack Wow, uh, I think that's a good and that exists. It's a box set. It looks nice. It's easy to get your hands on at, at at Total Wine or Benny's or whatever the fuck. And you, that's a not that's a not bad gift. Is it a little overpriced, probably? But you get the nice, you know, you get the the um, whatever. Like what is that? Like a footed? We call that a footed Belgian ale glass or whatever you would call that, um, like a chalice or something. Chalice, I would call it. Um. And you get six, eight, and ten. I mean, that's three amazing beers. Honestly, you sure broke for six, eight, ten. I mean, you're getting three top beers. <laughs> the other one that I would say is easy, even easier to find. You can probably find it at Albertsons is the Chimay pack. I'm sure the Chimay. That's a good pack. You get red, blue, white. I mean, and the cup. That's pretty good. That know? is. <laughs> we don't get that.
1: Set of that, but I can go out and buy that at any point. So that yeah, I could just. I mean, I would
0: never get that because I could just. I'll just buy. I mean, whatever. To be honest, I just like. I like all three of them, but I end up buying ten no matter. If I'm buying Rogue for I'm buying ten because Yep. whatever. We're, we're here to party,
1: you know. Now, what's your um, choice of shimei? Um, Pretty blue. Yeah, I'm. I'm a sucker for blue, and I, I know this goes against everything that you stand for. But I like it in the seven fifty mil corked version.
0: Sure, that's the nice. But that's the nice way to drink it. You share it with a handful of people. I
1: no, you fine. don't share it. You have it by yourself. Or you just
0: pound, pound the fucker. Yeah, sure, whatever. I've, I'm not going to say I haven't done it. <laughs> um, and and so so you're saying glassware. Um, maybe there's some little beer. But bo- I think there's a couple beer box sets you can do. I would, but I would avoid anything. I'm not sure there's an American box set I would buy as a gift. I can't come up with. I mean, unless you got something really
1: Now, could you just know, b- get somebody to buy a selection of beer and package yeah. it up nicely in a hamper or something? Just a nice basket yeah, you or something. Could absolutely
0: do that. Yeah, get a nice basket. I I mean, they make those nice wooden yeah. six-pack carts. I I think those are nice. I mean, I, that's I would the say kind that's of, a fair. That's the that's kind of gift. Be-
1: big gift I want somebody that's thought about what I like. They might not knock it out of the park every time, but occasionally we're doing this
0: podcast because I did that because I got you
1: (laughs) (laughs) a perfectly executed six pack, by the way, crankshaft. So fucking good.
0: The dream dream was always that I'd be here 85 episodes (laughs) of this show for, for, um, you know, however many millions of people that are listening to it, I'm sure. Uh, having no idea what discord would ever be in fact, but that's fine. Uh, yeah, Tony, I, I, I don't know. I, I, we'll see. I'm not sure. I, I, I have a, I have a, I have a family member who's into beer and I'm like thinking of trying to get them, you know, sort of some stuff that might pique their interest, but I, I'm a little afraid too because then I feel like I pigeonhole myself as a guy who buys beer shit, but we'll see. We'll see if I can pull it off.
1: You are the expert in one particular subject. If there was a cheese guy in my family, all I would want off that person is cheese. Yeah, that's fair. If there was a barbecue expert in my family, all I'd want is barbecue stuff off them because they know the good shit. They, they can cut through the the gimmick, the gimmetry, the gimmick, the gimmicks, and they can gimmickry,
0: I don't
1: know. Yeah, you know what I was trying to say. But they can actually cut through what is marketing and what is great and it gives you a really good idea of what you get when you have knowledge. And and that's what I got with the six-pack that you gave me. So part of that six-pack was not only the quality of the beer but the actual knowledge you had in selecting those beers. That wasn't recommended by somebody at... But total wine and spirits, or or binnies. That that was something that you had this idea of what an introductory six pack of craft beer should be, or whatever you want to call it, good beer. And you nailed that. At least for my palate, you nailed that, and you opened me up to a whole new world. If you had of um, got me a gift of, I don't know what. If you ever got me a gift when we met up that was different to that.
0: An, it, enga- an engagement it, ring. Oh, it sorry. wouldn't have
1: been as thoughtful, it wouldn't been <laughs> as um useful to me. Um and um it wouldn't have changed my life sure. the way it did. So embrace that Did you that drink tool. those
0: beers in the uh, in the Gold Spike
1: Tony? No, I did not. I drank them the where D.
0: You? Oh, you were at the D. That's right. I couldn't remember where you were staying. So I remember you were sending me pictures of the you were drinking uh, crankshaft and stuff and I was like I I uh, I couldn't remember what hotel you were you were in. I was in All the right. D. I gotta I gotta make a return trip to the D. That's um, or do I? That's <laughs> I a real right. question.
1: Uh, <laughs> the D was brand new at that point. Do they have a good Detroit pizza place in there?
0: They have a Detroit Coney Island place. But and do I ate uh, I believe, believe our colleague and uh, the 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 great pod father um, Primalika once stole a bottle of water from the Detroit hot dog place at the D, uh, not because he meant to, because he just was <laughs> a little bit tipsy <laughs> and maybe wasn't paying attention to what he was doing. And nor was the teenager who was working the the, the cashier because he could give a shit. So I don't think he cared. Not. All right, Tony. Why don't we go through a little bit of Discord here at the moment? How about that?
1: Let's do that
0: all right gang you guys know you can come hang out with us in the discord i say it every week but if you would like to spend some time with us or with just the other people you could you could come on discord and and your first post could be griff and tony if i interact I, i refuse to interact with the two of you so you are wasting your time if you try to speak with me you can do that if you're already in there you can't sorry you're stuck with us but if you're new, we will let you um, block us, essentially. But if you would like to join the channel, uh, sorry, or the, um, the, the server, uh, the Beer Engine Virtual Pub, and come hang out with us 24 hours a day of drinking, uh, you can do that. Uh, send us a note on Instagram. Our Instagram is BeerEnginePod, or drop us an email, BeerEngineShow at gmail.com, and we will uh, get you in here. So, Tony, um, I think we had some... Nice activity this week. Uh, now I uh, now this one I am particularly interested in as we've talked about. I'm headed back to Chicago, yep. and it's Christmas, and our friend Corey did find me a nice Airbnb for me to stay in here. It's that the it's the Home Alone house is available um, on Airbnb. Tony,
1: I think you need to take that up now. The only thing is. It was only used for exteriors, right? It's not going to have the same layout, is it, that they used in the movie. That was all done on a set from what I believe. So all you can do is take a photo out the front and say you stayed at the the place where Macaulay Culkin spent six hours out the front of filming at.
0: Now, it is funny that you are going to get greeted by Buzz. I do think that's funny, (laughs) Uh, that the guy who played Buzz is going to greet you when you get in. Now, these houses up in this area, I I believe this house was up in Wakanda or Winneka or one of those towns um, or or Lake Forest or whatever up there in that, like this really ritzy part of town. But uh, I mean, there's some fancy houses and I was always just, the only thing I was ever disappointed by was that there's no Little Nero's pizza. (laughs) Uh, Little Nero's is not a real place you can go, which I think is a real shame. That is a a real uh, shame. That's, that's no good. Hold on. Let me, I'm just peeking at this thing. Oh, there are booby tra- Did you read the article, Tony? It says there's art. There are booby traps aftershave and a mirror to scream into and nineties junk food. Um, but, uh, I don't think the tarantula.
1: Yeah, I did read that
0: is in there, but, uh, all right. Um, I, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to do it, but, uh, I'm going to say it looks unlikely at this point. What else we got, Tony? We got Australia is the drunkest country in the world, Tony. What do you think? Nick Torx sent us this. Australia is the drunkest country in the world. People from Australia are getting wasted at a much higher frequency than the rest of the world, according to a global drug survey. Uh, Tony, I'm sure this excited you. You're the Wisconsin of the world. Uh, How does that make you feel?
1: Finally, we're winning at something. We can't win at much else, so why not win at that? And I think bong rips. I think we were huge into bong rips. From what I remember, reading that article because that was one article I did actually read through, and I think that was the last paragraph that we were we were leaders in a good old fashioned bong rip, which is surprising because it's still technically illegal in Australia. Um, okay. And it's not illegal in Vegas. I don't know what our nope. pre- preoccupation right is with water pipes. Got to be honest, weird.
0: Water parks in in Australia.
1: Water pipes. What are pipes?
0: Yeah. Oh, bongs. I was like, what the hell are you talking <laughs> about? Uh, now, Tony, I'll, I'll let you know this. Now, I didn't put this in the Discord, but uh, Las Vegas was recently recognized as the most sinful city in America, if you're wondering.
1: Well, uh, would you like place- to take a
0: guess? What's that?
1: What other places would be on that list?
0: Like, okay. Would you like to take a guess at number two? So w- Las Vegas, one, going away. Our vice index was 60.98. 60.
1: Now, um, can you give me any so that, insight like, into how this index was calculated? Are we talking about illegal activities? Illegal activities? What's what's yes. the deal?
0: Uh, so, vice index. So let's look this up. Let's 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 see what we got here. Uh, most sinful cities in America. Uh, I I always hesitate to look this stuff. up. It was on website 600 ads, Tony. Okay, so we have anger and hatred. Um, Oh, this is poorly laid out, Tony. Uh, It's uh, greed, lust, vanity, and laziness. So we were up there on greed, lust, and vanity. Uh, We were relatively low, actually, on excesses and vices, and relatively low in anger and hatred, but we are up there with greed, lust, vanity, and laziness were up there for us. Now, Tony, would you like to take a guess at number two?
1: I'm going to go out of left field here. I'm going to go with Utah, Salt Lake City, in fact.
0: Yeah, Tony, uh, unfortunately, Salt Lake City is number 78, right behind <laughs> Rochester, New York, and above Tulsa. Uh, number two, Tony is another one of my oddly favorite cities in the country. It is St. Louis, Missouri. Really? Is and they are number one in anger and hatred, and number one in excesses and vices, which I don't actually agree with. I, I now it depends on how you're measuring excesses and vices. I don't. I don't really. But I mean, you can gamble in St. Louis, so whatever. And you can drink out, you can walk around with booze. But um, I don't know how if I would put them above Vegas on that. But me and my friends from St. Louis, we are high, We are like doing the meme, the handshake meme, you know, where it's like the white guy and the black guy. You know, and we're, we're, we're all agreeing that we have to scam people from central Missouri out of their money. That's, that's what Vegas and St. Louis do better than anyone else is screw over central Missouri and Kansas from, from their money. So shout-out to us for that.
1: Who's number three on that list? I'm, I'm going
0: to it's, – it's, Okay, go for it. What do you got?
1: Well, I think you've given it away. Is it Houston?
0: It's Houston. Well,
1: that's kind of – Go weird. for your number
0: four. Who you got for number four?
1: Another Texas um, state I'm going to – stay in Texas. I'm going – no, that's just trendy. Um. Where's shit legal everywhere? Colorado. Let's go to Denver.
0: Denver's number five, actually, Tony, oh. so that's pretty good. Number four is LA.
1: Uh, I'll give me you the top the ten. Choice.
0: Vegas, St. Louis, Houston, LA, Denver, Philadelphia, Atlanta, Miami, Chicago, and Memphis round out the top
1: ten. See, I thought Memphis would have been much higher. Big murder rate, lots of debauchery. Um, going on there this is a weird index I've got to say I would feel much safer in the majority of places in Vegas than I would in the majority of places in Memphis it's just me
0: yeah yeah I don't I don't know if I'm really bothering with with Memphis although Kelly's been there and um it's typically gone well for her but Tony you're uh you're you're looking very normal, and everything's going fine. Um,
1: <laughs> okay.
0: What is happening? I don't know. I don't know. I'm oh, looking okay, very you're back. normal. Okay, right.
1: I, I didn't no, go No, I anywhere. just I –
0: had, I, had, I had sort of a – we had sort of a robot moment uh, there. That was not very good. All right, Tony, um, let's uh, – Try to make my computer work again.
1: Okay, let's do that. Should I pause it at this point, or do we soldier on Yeah,
0: pause it for a second. All right, Tony. Uh, So next up here in the Discord, got some other... uh, Actually had an interesting thing today, Tony, where uh, Untapped went down. Holy shit. Uh, Our friend Cascade Dank was trying to deal with that, um, and I found a post that there was some kind of AWS outage today that... Um, fired off and everyone's untapped accounts and a lot of people couldn't get in. So we actually had somebody affected by that. That's how you know we're getting big, Tony. We're, are, we're really getting affected by these Amazon outages and now we're in trouble.
1: It's a real tragedy that you cannot um, catalogue your beers because we all know we're alcohol affected as a community and we cannot remember our beers that we had 15 minutes ago. I, I get that. That flavour is one of the most fleeting senses we've got. Uh, perhaps mm-hmm. sound is number one on fleeting senses that we we don't actually hold sounds in our brain the way we think. But I think beer flavour is is number two on that list. And look, I'm in I'm in that um, category. Don't get me wrong. I cannot remember the the distinct details that people that rabbit on about wine do beer to me is either of de- that, yeah. degrees of good or bad. It's not about nuance. It's about de- degrees of good yeah. or bad. The majority of beer I have is good because that's because I make good choices and there's, it's there's, just how good a reason we will
0: we'll never be Cicerones, Tony. You and I are not, not destined for Cicerone certification. Um, Tony, our friend Nick Torque has been – Doing the rounds in Australia of breweries, I, I am only afraid that I'm pre- that I'm egging him on at this point to post brewery pictures and go to breweries, but that's oh, okay. I was so I'll jealous. Deal with it. The so Killer's Crockett looked pretty, looked like a fun little spot. He he had going on up here, sort of a. He said it was a little Mad Max. I would say this is about what every brewery in in Chicago area looks like. <laughs> uh, just an industrial park. They're getting a little better. Um, and then uh. And then we had, uh, he was also at deeds and now that was some, I was jealous to that because deeds is the one when I get, when I, if I have a top list that I'm hitting up in Australia, deeds is right up there. Yep. This place looked sharp, had a good feel to it. Um, I think it's got some nice pores here. He's drinking. I, I highly respect the full pores. We'll go into that a little bit later, but I respect Nick for banging out some full pints. That's pretty bomb. <laughs> and, uh, it looked like a fun spot, so it looked like they had some nice beers on tap too.
1: Well, the thing about um, Deeds is they're known in Australia for yeah. their. While they they market some in the twelve ounce can, they're really known for that bigger four forty mil can.
0: That's sort of yeah.
1: their, their trademark. You 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 go to entity any of their gee I'm having trouble any of their specialty lines, You're okay. and mm-hmm. you. You have to get them in a 440 can. It's only their pale ale and maybe their lager that's done in the 12-ounce can. Um, But their, their cans are probably designed to share, which I never share them, but they are delicious and they do make great modern Australian beers. So it's a chat nice. room next time I'm down in Melbourne and I'm, I've am i got to catch up with Nick because Nick's a, Nick's a great hang for an afternoon. That dude is a great guy to hang out with. Um, we'll have to hang out and have some beers. This time I'll split the tab with him. Last time I caught up with him, he, he got the entire tab, which was extremely generous of him. But uh, we need to hang out at some of these beer places. He knows some of the haunts in Melbourne um, and um, – He's, he's adventurous. You, he doesn't just uh, stick to pale ale and hazy. Yeah. He'll go anywhere.
0: Have you been to this taproom, this ha- Deeds location?
1: I only discovered Deeds during quarantine, so I have okay. not had a chance to go to the Deeds uh, taproom.
0: All right. Well, we'll all have to go together because I'm coming to Australia as soon as we uh, reach critical COVID mass. Um, Corey posting the very hot... So if you get hey, you got to join our Discord if you like looking at hot guys because Corey threw some hot guys out there today. Thank you, Corey, for posting the hotties. Um, Brendan Whitworth, the new CEO of Anheuser Busch, who (laughs) looks about I'd say five years younger than me. Tony would be my guess. Um, He's looking he's looking pretty good. Got a nice haircut. No offense to Corey, but this is the best haircut in St. Louis. I know that but it's just St. Louis not known for having a lot of people with good haircuts other than my friends who all have good haircuts, of course. But, um, Brendan, Brendan Whitworth looking sharp in his kind of denim ass Budweiser shirt. But so if you like looking at beefcake, get on our discord. Um, and, uh, uh, I think that's pretty good. Oh, yeah, Cascade drinking some purple beer. That's pretty cool. I don't know what yep. this is. It, it said it was a New England pale ale, but it came out purple. I, I don't know what he has going on here, if it has, like, pea flowers or something in it. Who knows? But um,
1: I was drinking an Imperial um, pastry sour the other day, and it was blueberry flavor, but it was just a, a, cl- a cloudy amber color. It, there was no blue color in it. It was delicious, so. um we got going to hit the mail.
0: Yeah, real quick. Just wanted to throw out. The- I-, I wanted to talk about the bunny snag picture I found because it made me want one. So I know that's not the mail yet. We-, we played the drop, but the bunny snag pick looked good with the onions on it. So shout out to that thing. That was but in let's the talk about keg. the mail. What was it in the mail keg, Tony? Who knows, but... uh. Nick was just telling us about his advent calendar, which I think is fine. Put that <laughs> wherever. That's cool. Um,
1: oh, there was P uh, going off drinking. We thought it and was. And P is
0: going off drinking because he's going for a run, um, uh, doing a running event. Uh, I I I I, so I appreciate that. I'm glad that it was more preventative than reactive, as he said. Uh, that he's not getting told told by his doctor that he can't have beers anymore. You don't want to. Ha- you don't want to deal with that. But um, shout out to PMAC for doing running events. Holy shit. I, I, I've been very proud of myself because I ride the Peloton bike now. I'm a Peloton guy. Um, and if you guys are Peloton guys, I know this show has a lot of them. Um, you guys can hit me up, Griff AD on Peloton, if you guys want to be friends. Uh, I'm sure we have hundreds and hundreds of Peloton riders in this listening to this show right now.
1: Okay, next um, year you're doing the Tour de France, we need to get you doing some Tour de France stages on your Peloton bike because I know that they fuck do that, that,
0: dude. Yeah, well, I can. I can. Do it, know, you know, know what? With my condition, I'm proud of myself if I can do a ride one or one or two a week that aren't low impact. I tend to do low impact because it's hard for me to get my heart rate up with all my med- various medication. But. um I, it, I did one yesterday, Tony, that was, like, trying – this lady was going all over the place. She was, like, dancing on the bike or something, and I was like, uh, if I'm ever doing this, I can't ever drink again, and I have to become a different human because it's so much. it was so much coordination. I'm like, girl, I just want to ride straight. Like, that's all I can do. I'm, like, standing up, doing, like, okay, push your arms down, arms back. Uh, uh, I'm like, what the fuck? I can't do all this shit at once. I'm sorry. I'm just not capable, so –
1: Oh, uh, shout out to for being able to do
0: hard. to do exercise in a meaningful <laughs> way. It's amazing.
1: Sorry, I I didn't mean to go to the mail kick early because I did want to discuss about this bunnings <coughs> snag. Is that what you sure. had imagined with my description? That is what we would be eating because that picture by um, kind that of. you posted is exactly a bunnings snag. Kind of, yeah.
0: I mean, I. Um I think it looks good. I I don't um I I don't know why I I didn't assume it would be rolled crosswise like that against the diagonal. I was like they're just going to fold this no. bitch in half. Fucking
1: but it looks rookie. pretty
0: good that. I think this no, I think this is good. That's how I would do it. If yeah. I was going to make a choice on how to do it, I would do it this way. Um
1: that's a correct. I don't choice. always
0: expect people to do the right thing. I would say how about that?
1: <laughs> Come on, haven't the past 12 months took. No, not 12 months. Two years taught us anything. People will always do the right thing. Every one yeah, no, of them. Always. People don't think they're special and rules don't apply to them. Come on. People will do the right thing. <laughs> Have some hope for humanity.
0: One thing I do like about these, and this is sort of the vet, one of the things about the Chicago dog, I think, too, is that the, it's very the, using white bread means it's going to be very pliable and, and it's going to get out of the way. Yeah, um, and that's sort of how the hot dog bun in Chicago I feel like always works. Like it's a it's it's a good enough ratio that there isn't any bun that's really getting in the way of your enjoyment of the dog, and they sort of blend together enough that you're not thinking about the the bread too much. That's what I like here is it's it's more this is more sausage driven. Yeah, there's sandwiches where. They're a little more – you need a higher quality bread or a different type of bread, but this one you really just want the bread to like blend with the onions in a weird way it feels like. so. (laughs) Yeah, um, you do want it to get out of the way.
1: Now I just want to talk a couple of minutes about um, the um, Australian hot dog roll because we've seen a move away from what I would consider an Australian traditional hot dog roll to something closer to an American hot dog roll, which is a lot softer. I like the Australian hot dog roll. It sort of falls halfway between a Vietnamese baguette and a French baguette. Okay. um, The structural integrity isn't as dense as a French baguette. It's more like a um, um, Vietnamese baguette, if you're familiar with those. It's a softer,
0: softer, sweeter baguette, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, But it does have a nice crust to it, and it's traditionally – at least this is this might be just my area of australia it was covered in sesame seeds you'd slice <clears> that sucker open um have yourself a hot dog with that dyed red skin um and you used to get them at local football and they were delicious um now the footballs you get at an afl the, not the footballs the hot dogs you get at an afl game they are atrocious they have no skin mm-hmm. on them i hate skinless franks they've got no flavor at all i need some snap and the buns are just garbage. Um, mm. They're like a wet sponge. Just terrible,
0: ass. Yeah, nobody likes that. Yeah, uh, it's a problem with games here too, dude. I'm I'm going to a uh, going to hockey tomorrow, and I'm I'm in, I'm not probably not going to do any kind of snag situation, and I'm going to eat some. There's a there's a fucking nacho stand, chef driven nacho stand in there. I might be getting myself some fancy nachos, but we'll see. Okay, but a lot of times you go to games, you're not getting the right dog. It it just doesn't work right. Yeah, I
1: get it. Now, what is your non-localized non-loc- concession food? Like we know each each stadium has their own localized food. Um, when you go and see the Huskers in Nebraska, they have Runzers sure. that are Runzes. available. That are available, but what is your non-specialized stadium food that is your go-to?
0: I'll get I'll get a nacho. I'll, I'll go for a nacho type thing. That's typically what I do. Stadium pizza is so bad every time. Oh, yeah. Terrible. Um, never good. Uh, hot dogs. I don't know. I kind of like them the Chicago way. So all of a sudden, I feel like it is a regionalized thing. Um, but I'll get I'll get one if that's the option. I'll just squirt some mustard and relish on it. That's fine for me. Um, but I'm pretty much sticking with the nachos because I don't know. I just like all that other stuff at certain. Type away, you know what I mean. I don't, yep. I don't want to eat a hamburger at the stadium. That's not going to be good. You know,
1: never. no, never get nah. fries at a stadium.
0: Machos will have the gross cheese on it, which I like, so that's fine. Put those that well,
1: nasty you mean cheese. Gross cheese. I love that cheese. You know, I love the that science.
0: Cheese. Science cheese and the um the pickled jalapeno on Ooh. there. Money. You know, I'm good. That's yep. That's fine by me. And and hopefully tomorrow it's only fancy enough where at least give me a queso sauce where it's still drippy. Yep. You know, and I can get some hot peppers on there. Um, and there's, you know, maybe some like meat or beans or something. That's fine with me. But, but don't don't go don't go nuts on like making me some dry ass nacho. I don't want that.
1: Now, if you ever make your own science cheese or get somebody at a restaurant to make that that like artisanal version of yeah. science cheese, put the pickled jalapeños in the cheese when you go to blend it up. Yeah, yeah. They, oh, yeah. That is money. Move, yeah. That is absolute money. For me That's in nice. Australia, non-specialised stadium food, it is the classic meat pie
0: yeah. um,
1: or sausage roll. Either one is just as good. I they're, would get those they, things
0: here any day.
1: They're reliable. The only thing I would warn people against is if you're going to put sauce on it, you have to be even more careful that you don't spill it on yourself because um, – <laughs> It's a battle at a stadium, eating in your seat gets messy. Not fun
0: for me. I mean, I ain't good at it either. I'm a mess. All right, Tony, let's move into the beer portion of the show. Let's talk about our favorite beers we had this week.
1: Let's do that.
0: Griff's Lager of
1: the Week.
0: Griff's Lager of the Week. All right, Tony, Griff's Lager of the Week. Uh, Tony, it's been an interesting week in my relationship with lager. I've, I've had sort of a um, uh, a shortage of home lagers uh, sort of available to me. So I've been stuck drinking lager uh, out at the bars. Fortunately, I was able to overcome this, and I drank some a pretty nice uh, amber lager Mexican amber lager it's called trapped in amber uh, it was uh it's from astronomy ale works i believe that is a reference to some star wars thing or something or other uh beats me but it was a nice amber like sort of a vienna uh lager mexican style logger. if that's if that makes sense i've had yep. if you've had that type of combo before nice mellow uh, easy drinking, lightly sweet, well fermented out. Everything was good. No weird sweet finish, nothing like that. Haven't had a lot of lager offerings from astronomy. I like them, but this was a nice, nice one. So I want to shout out the local brewery for uh, for for coming together with a with a good logger. Um, uh, and the other one I do want to throw out is that I did went I went to a Bell's event this week, and they had Bell's Logger the Lakes which is just an all-time classic lager. So it was delicious. It's it's bright. It's it's shiny. It's sunshiny. It's hoppy. The Bell's Lager Lakes. Not much to it, but, boy, is it nice. Um, that's another classic. So and them's my lagers, Tony. you drinking any lager this week, or you'll you light on that too?
1: I'm drinking an Oatinger right now, but I actually wanted to change this because I haven't been drinking a lot of craft lagers to Tony's Cold Brew of the Week. Well, this is going to be a one-off because – I just got myself in a shipment of cold brew, both the canned variety. don't know whether that's a thing mm. in America, but it is here. Yeah, we got,
0: can, we got all kinds of canned cold brew here, yeah.
1: Yeah, and um, cold brew concentrate. Now, I used to make my own cold brew concentrate, but for 24 bucks for something that gives me 12 serves, I think I might just bite the bullet and um, order it from Industry Beans. Their concentrate sure. is great. I tend to mix that with milk. So that's my go-to. One, one part uh, cold brew, four parts milk. That's what they suggest. I think they're bang on the money. They also have the cans. They have sparkling cans, which is CO2 carbonated. I haven't bang. yet tried that. And they also have steel cans and they have them both in their traditional um, beans, but they also have single-origin cans. So like you would do with a pour-over, have your single-origin origin beans, they have that in cold-brew form, and they are right. delicious. Um, they, they start at 19 bucks for a four-pack. Tremendous value, in my view.
0: Too bad, yeah. We have So we have all kinds of cold-brew cans here, modern times, in fact – um their coffee setup. Uh, they have a whole coffee situation. Uh, you can get canned bourbon barrel age coffee, um, which is fucking good. Uh that's some good shit. And they do a single origin um uh offering as well. Really nice. Um I actually like the so Stumptown from Portland does a whole shitload of these. And La Colombe, which is from Philadelphia, I believe. Um, has all kinds of nitro cold brews, some like sweeter so they do like a vanilla latte and a, uh, uh, a mocha can and stuff like that. So we have a lot of canned cold brew here Tony. you might you might lose your mind when you come when you come back because you can go to Whole Foods and there's a whole like rack set up of wow. all canned cold brew uh, from every every type of provider and then some of them in bottles too. I mean you can get packaged bottles to go. It's it's all out there, so um, we're doing it up big here.
1: I love cold brew. It, it's it's my say, sec- yeah. It's my second go to. I like yep. um, like milk based <clears throat> espresso drinks. That's that's kind of my go to. Um, my number one, get it done right. I do it at home all the time. Is a macchiato, a short version with it, which is just. Two shots of espresso with a dash of cold milk, delicious. That's my number one favourite way to have coffee. Yep. But second is cold brew and then I'm starting to get into pour over territory. I'm, I'm yeah. like a coffee snob, same same as beer. Doesn't mean I'll yeah, I mean, refuse a, a, a coffee if it's offered to me, but if I'm going to have it, I'm going to do it right.
0: I'm, I'm somewhere in between where I am with beer uh, and where I am with like fucking seltzer water with coffee. So I prefer the high end stuff. I'm making pour overs at home. I, I have single origin coffee. I'm drinking a great local single origin right now. Ethiopian coffee from Vesta here in, in Las Vegas. Um, really good. But. Uh, I will also just pound a cold brew from Dutch bros. I don't care if I just need to wake up, I will just suck down some dog shit. I don't care. Wake me up. I need to be alive. You know, um, that's from too much traveling for work. When I was traveling for work, you will just, you will just cram down whatever garbage you need to get down in order to survive. Uh, you just don't have the wherewithal to go hunt down. You know, your, your, I, I would do it still. I would do my best to hunt down my favorite coffee place or whatever, but sometimes you're just going to have to find something that will get you enough caffeine, and you will learn little tricks to do it because you can't do hotel coffee because hotel coffee will give you a headache because there's not enough juice because yep. you and I are used to drinking that light-roasted, but that light-roasted shit is high-octane, bro. You are getting <laughs> jacked off of that. <laughs> this you know is true. There's more caffeine in there and you're, and at the hotel, you're getting small packs of that hard ass roasted old dog shit from hell. It's horrible. And you will just feel horrible the whole day. So I learned, okay, I can even this out. I can get a big Starbucks. Um, it's going to taste like shit, but I just get a splash of almond milk in it and like a half pump of syrup and it will at least get me caffeinated without like a stomach ache, you know? And I can just be like, ah just like screaming you know so i'm not an eight cup of coffee a day guy or anything i drink one fucking cup of this of of my pour over but if i don't get it i will be in a bad situation it will just i'll have a headache and i'll feel bad so um you just figure out like tricks on ways to 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 beat that situation. So I've
1: just that, posted- that
0: means you end up as not a snob. You end up like halfway between where you should be.
1: No, you're a snob. Anybody needs a caffeine <laughs> fix, that's different than um, – that's what I was saying. Sometimes you need a, ca- a caffeine fix, but if I'm hungering for a coffee, when I need that flavour of coffee, I need good coffee. Now, I've just posted in our show notes um, yeah. because I got an email from Deeds. There's some beers available for pre-order I'm going to order the mixed six-pack mm. that um, is right on their front page. Um, oh, that mixed
0: culture pack, bro.
1: Yeah. I just got that email as we were talking about this um, this caffeine addiction that both of us have got. So I'm going to order that. We
0: got this. What do we got here? Iteration, spectral bodies, and decadence. Now let's see what these beers are.
1: Now they've got individual descriptors. Um
0: Let's just look at one of them. The spectral bodies looks interesting to me. Okay. We got barrel blend of mixed culture, beer, Asian French Oak for 12 months, macerated on boys and berries for seven months and a portion of Oak age mixed culture. Oh, bro. This is some half acre shit right here. Get this. Yeah. (laughs) I'm getting this. All right. All right. let me know how these are. I'm excited about these. Okay. Yeah. That back blending is so important that that, that's like puts it into the, that's going to put it into another stratosphere. You're going to love this. Um, very cool, Tony. I'm excited for you to get – when are they going to come in? I'm uh, excited. 13th for
1: talk about of them. this month. Okay.
0: All right, so next week we might be able to talk about one of these. We may. All right, Tony. Uh, well, we did lager of the week. Do we have any other beers we want to talk about, Tony? Do you have any ales you would like to discuss?
1: <laughs> Did I get it? Did I get it? I was right there. You see, this is your problem as a drummer. You were right on the fucking beat. You needed <laughs> to be. Maybe oh, like a
0: half beat off, yeah,
1: and an eighth or a sixteenth dotted behind. Yeah. Make it like a delay. Give us some delay there, buddy. But you were <laughs> yeah, banging on we're, the we're
0: money across the world. Yeah, that's all right Um. <laughs> Tony, all right. So I was, uh, I, I got a shout out a couple of these beers here. There, there is a brewery that I had never heard of that I drank one of the best beers I've had all year from. Wow. Uh, this week, uh, this is from Matchless Brewing. Matchless Brewing is in uh, Tumwater, Washington. No yeah. idea. <laughs> uh, Tum Tumwater. Uh, it's uh, named after what you get if you stir in your all the Tums in your thing into a big thing of distilled water, Tum water. Um, it is called Ole Lifeline. It's the 2021 edition of Ole Lifeline. It is a 13.4% English barley wine aged in bourbon barrels. Um, and my man, this had all of the things, you're all the boxes you're looking to check off with your, Uh, English barley wine, Asian bourbon barrels. We're talking stone fruit. We're talking caramel. We're talking vanilla. We're talking tobacco. All that stuff you want to... And then a nice, bitey, slightly alcoholic finish at the end. Gang, they hit the target on this one. So if you are in the Pacific Northwest and you stumble your way onto some old life wine, I highly recommend it. The 2021 edition, Tony has only 74 check-ins, and it has a 4.49 rating on untapped. Uh, this was a excellent barley wine, a top-tier, top S-tier barley wine
1: here. S-tier barley wine. That yeah. sounds delicious. And it's tough to get in that tier because, like, great barley wine is complex. It makes you think and it's drinkable at the same time
0: yep this was all that stuff man this this went down relatively easy it was not sweet and sugary like all that fucking stupid ass stout i'm drinking all the time this was some this was some complex interesting beer to drink um, the other thing I will say I drank this week, Tony, is the Bourbon County Brand Stout 2021.
1: How is it we can't get it in Australia uh, these days?
0: The original Bourbon County Brand Stout, the Black Label Bourbon County Brand Stout, flat out delicious, uh, on the money. I would say this year a big uh, like fig flavor, almost like a like a really dark fruit taste. I thought was really prominent. It might have been what I drank before it. I know I drank some IPA before it, so maybe that. I, I tried to I tried to clear my palate out. Uh, my my palate clearing item is a trisket, If you're wondering, it's very salty. You it's get enough. the salty side of the trisket on you, and you're good. But um, also, it's scratchy, so it will <laughs> sort of massage the flavor <laughs> out of your tongue. But uh, bourbon, it, it tastes great. I, I and you know what? It's not. You gotta you gotta remember with these these stouts like this these kind of older heritage stouts, they are not, this is not a thick boy. Um, it, yes. is, it is, bourbony. you yeah. know, it's, it's got some, it's, it's got body, but it doesn't have the sugar pastry body, anything like that. There's not a bunch of unfermentables in here or anything. So um, you're, you're, I think it's top notch. I would go with the original. I think it's the best one I've had so far. I had the 14. Um, I have the cola here. I haven't had it yet. And then I had the cherry wood. Um, the original is the best one so far. So I suspect that's probably going to end up being the case in the end of the day.
1: Yeah, I had a taste, oh, what, six weeks ago of the 2018? Yeah, he's a 20
0: original or 18 original. 18
1: original. And, yeah, you're right. This is not some gloopy monster. It drinks Mm. super nice. Drinks well. It's just that perfect blend. How have Bud Boys are not fucked that up? They fucked up every other Goose Island beer, but they haven't fucked that up. Maybe the recipe is just Yum. foolproof. they um, have hit the target again. Yeah, it's good. So I've got two beers to talk about. First, I'll talk about the interesting hop beer that I had because I wasn't aware um, of this and I was I was looking it up pre-show. It's Loop to Loop by our friends at Dayton. It's um, a Max Hops Nieper, and this is... A, um, I think it's a cold extraction of Australian hops. It may be a blend that they've done in consultation with one of the Australian hop providers, and it's really tasty. It's a Nipah. It comes in at uh, 6.5% alcohol. Um, okay. Really nice drinking, not not too thick for a Nipa. Um, Could drink a bunch of them, Just just tropical, <laughs> delicious cloudy, um, not too thick. But my number one beer for the week is the Sunny Boy Orange Sour by Hope oh, Brewing. Yeah. This is a 9% super sour and it's based around, we have these triangular-shaped ice blocks in Australia. It's kind of like a triangle on top of a triangle if it was rotated 90 degrees and then you you squeeze the ice block out of those. Don't know whether you're familiar with them. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: That's a new one to me.
1: I'll see if I can find an image for you. Um, So these are a summer treat that you could get at milk bars. Um, If you just Google Sunny Boy Ice Block, that'll give you an idea of what they look like. And so these are based on the orange flavour of that. It is a sour beer. It is a rip-your-face-off sour, but it also <laughs> tastes like orange. Oh, I know what these are. Yeah, you probably call them something different, but it is yeah. orange in flavour, and it comes in <laughs> at 9 These 9- so
0: good. I love these things. I was just thinking about how they taste. These are kids. like these are Yeah. Please. Kids snack. I love these things. Yeah. yeah.
1: So if you can imagine a, an intensely sour version of that, but still packed full of orange flavour that comes in at 9% alcohol. That's what I'm talking about. It's delicious. It's amazing. It's worth every penny I spent on it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. But I love that nostalgia aspect. There is this you know, some of this pastry stuff I'm skeptical of, but when there's the n- weird nostalgia aspect, I'm like weirdly into it. I don't know. Somebody make a Flintstones push pop fucking beer and I'd be into it. You ever have you guys you probably have no idea nah. what I'm talking about, but Are they if, like this
1: push- z- z- Zupa duper?
0: Uh, I don't know what that is, but it was essentially, there's a plastic, um, there was like, it was kind of like sorbet was molded into a tube essentially. We'll say maybe more like sherbet, like orange sherbet. Yep. And there's a plastic, um, so the tube is like a gasket essentially. And you have this little plastic, um, uh, uh disc with a, with a stick at the end of it and you would push the stick and the, the. The sherbet would come up to the top, right, if that makes I'm, – I'm trying to – I'm over-explaining how the push-pop works. but yep. um, We don't have anything so that have,
1: technical in Australia. Yeah.
0: So you just push the stick, the little layer of the push-pop comes up, and you lick it off, and then you can push a little more, and it, it comes back up. So uh, those things were, were pretty good. I'm sure they were of the worst possible quality and 8,000 grams of sugar, but um, I used to love them. All right, Tony. Let's hop into uh, the some of the important news of the week with our segment: hyper beer nerd dork shit news.
1: Let's do that. Super hyper beer nerd, nerd dork shit
0: news. news. All right, Tony. So uh, this is uh, we got. We got the we got to get the bad news out of the way. Um, we got some Chicago beer news. You know, I leave Chicago for however long I've been gone, and everything goes to shit. That's not true. It's just the same amount of shit as it always was. Um, But uh, the Hailstorm Brewery. Tony, have I ever talked about the Hailstorm? Talk about Hailstorm brewing on this this show? Probably not. Uh, And actually, if I ever have talked about them, it was just about the time I drank that awful cinnamon beer, which I probably talked about 50 times on this show that I had to drain pour. The cinnamon Vlad the Conquistador that tasted like cinnamon Altoids and was truly one of the most heinous... (laughs) Things I've ever had. Well, they one of their owners and head brewers. Uh, he did the bad shit. Tony, nice. not to, I mean, this is all out there, but, um, at the great taste in the Midwest, which is a very popular, very well-known beer festival in Madison, Wisconsin, that all of your Midwestern breweries go to and drop some of their most famed beers. Hailstorm happened to be there. They were all out there drinking, um, and this particular owner, uh, came up behind this woman who was hanging out and pouring for hailstorm. And, um, they were having a great time and he put his hands down her pants. Hmm. Uh, and she started crying and, and saying, he keeps touching me. I don't want him to touch me. Her uncle is also part of the industry. I told her, that she needs to speak with her uncle before anything, and if he does that again, I'll handle it. This is one of the owners of Hailstorm. And she, uh and then they got into a big fight, and then Steve, this guy, his name is Steve Miller, responded and he um said, You know, that all happened, I'm embarrassed, and I apologized and I'm not denying it. And, you know not good still obviously that's not good enough um that happened a long time ago and and he's just he was saying something along the lines of i misread the situation and tony i'm trying to come up with a situation that i've ever read in my life and said you know what a good idea would be for me to do here in this bar with lots of people or around near this public place put my hands down a lady's pants And I really can't come up with a situation where I would. Uh, I can imagine that being the move I've read, quote unquote, as the next move in the situation.
1: See, I immediately thought of something and then I thought, oh, that's actually the most terrible idea ever. That is the worst place to do that. I was thinking, no. of course, strip club.
0: There's only one place to put your hands down a lady's pants. It's in your hotel room if you're alone with the lady and she has consented to that.
1: But I was, okay? I was thinking strip club, but then I thought,
0: you're not, no do t- not do that at the strip club. You will get your <laughs> yeah. shit. Beat,
1: you'll get beaten to death, bro. <laughs> yes, you will get do beaten not do to that. Death. Absolutely. Worst place ever. That you is cannot, a terrible decision.
0: So I, I don't, this is like, bo- this is like anti-social, insanely anti-social behavior. I don't, it, it, it makes me wonder, like, it, it almost feels diagnosable to look at any situation and be like, you know what I think the next move is? Hands down the pants. I don't know what <laughs> you're looking at. I don't know what you could possibly be thinking. Um, yeah. So he, he uh, so, so Steve Miller, this seller, was obviously um, booted from Hailstorm's ownership structure and fired and but, all of that. But um, he'll still
1: be touring, right?
0: What's that, Steve Miller? <laughs> some people call me a space cowboy. Yeah. Um, some people call now, me
1: Maurice.
0: Yeah, well, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> he, like he might be coming on Maury in a few years at this point. We'll <laughs> yeah. say. Some Keeps people some call me a rapist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, that was really bad. Uh, he shouldn't. Uh, don't do that. That's my advice. Um, Unless so it's a Hale consenting farm,
1: partner. And it must be done in a hotel room, or is the hotel room optional? Can it be done in a bedroom? You can do it in your own house, I there don't care go. where
0: you want. To be. I mean, yeah, I mean, to, to be fair, if you can get them to consent, I guess you can do it outside in a bar. But I don't know.
1: <laughs> no, I don't uh, think you can.
0: Okay, well, I wouldn't recommend that at least. But at least, at least, then it's just weird and not rapey. Yeah. You're just like, well, who are these two fucking freaks. You're going to the can go to the green door or something. Yeah, I don't know you're
1: both I, in the wrong at that point, yeah, rather right, than one yeah, right, yeah. of
0: you. <laughs> Uh, maybe it's less fireable at that point. Um, although, yeah, it probably still is. Uh, so, so that, that was not good. Uh, Hailstorm always, a, uh, this guy actually has a history in the, in the brewing scene in Chicago. Not a bad history. Just, he, he's been around for a while, ran a, brewery, a now defunct brewery called Slapshot. Um, and brewed at Brickstone for a while in bourbonnais And now he's, uh, he's been, you know, Extricated from the Chicago beer scene, Hailstorm also a place I just don't care about. So it was it was a story <laughs> that I could not believe. I don't actually care about Hailstorm, but um, that story was so insane to me. I just could not get over that. So, all right, Tony. Uh, so from some depressing news onto some uh, confusing. <laughs> this isn't news. I don't know, but some, a confusing beer festival coming out. The Primitive Hot Beer Fest, Tony. We got a hot beer fest. Uh, I know you're excited for this. You lo- nobody loves hot beer like Tony. Um, whatever that means. Um, but I'll, I'll read you this uh, this description of the primitive hot beer fest. So primitive beer, which which we actually talked about on our Discord, I, I believe maybe it was PMAC who was drinking some um, primitive beer in a box in a bag. Uh, lambic from them. Uh, Primitive Beer in Denver. They say our inaugural Hot Beer Fest is meant to pay homage to a time when regional styles were directed by seasonality and local resources. Hot beer, or beer served at palliative temperatures now reserved for the likes of tea and coffee, is one of the many seemingly quirky artifacts nearly lost in the annals of brewing. Virtually every culture bound by cold winter climate has a heritage with fermented beverages served to warm the body and soul. Now, you, that's one issue you've got, Tony. You did not grow in any cold climates warm there all year.
1: Well, I, I will say my anger was misdirected towards um, what this beer festival was all about. But in saying that, is it hot beer or is it just... Salad temperature beer. It doesn't have that hot marketing term. I thought this was going to be a chili beer festival. Um, No,
0: no, not spicy beer. This is temperature beer hot. I think this is more like tea hot. So that's not boiling hot, but it's going to be like hot.
1: That's dumb. There's a reason why we don't Uh, drink it now.
0: Now I'll tell you this. So this says that it's inspired by their favorite experiences with glue wine, which is hot mold wine, uh, which, which is, is in Christmas markets in Europe. Uh, and I like it. It's trash. And this, uh, I'll be drinking some in about a week, actually. Uh, like two weeks. You drinking trash?
1: Good for you. Oh,
0: I've, drank, I've drank shittier stuff than that, and you know it. Uh, <laughs> yes. I want to <laughs> get into this. With you. Um, uh, so this is their... Uh, Yeah, they're going to have their annual holiday marketplace with local crafts, and they're going to have Weldworks is going to be there, and Cohesion will be there doing some hot beer. And they say, if you're still asking, but seriously, why hot beer? Simply put, we're a bunch of fermentation friends who love to share good times while learning more about how varied and wonderful beer can be and challenging our own understanding. Plus, hot beer is clearly the next big thing. Cheers. Um, so hot mm. beer fest, Tony. This does not sound like it's for you.
1: Um, I just have more. Yes, it's not for me. Give me cellar temperature beer. I'm fine with calling that warm beer, whatever. Hot temperature alcoholic beverages. You lose the alcohol. It's all about the spice. You're turning a trash beer into a spice trash beer. It's a garbage mm. fire. That sort of beer deserves to be served in a plastic bag because... It's trash and it deserves to go in a plastic bag in the garbage.
0: <laughs> so my only thought is that maybe prim- I don't know as much about cohesion, but primitive and weld works are pretty dependably tasty breweries. Do I think do I is this sort of a situation where I go to a famous chef's restaurant and I look at an item on the menu and I say, I don't know what I'm gonna get out of this, but I bet it'll be something good. Is that is that a setup where I could I could you could go to this and I'm I'm not going to go to it because it's in Colorado and it doesn't make any sense for me to go. But could I end up in a? Could someone go to this and be like, you know what? These guys are just too good. They ended up with some tasty shit.
1: For you, yeah, because you enjoy drinking trash wine. I <laughs> Jesus Christ! I don't enjoy drinking good quality <laughs> wine, let alone trash wine. But uh, all right, hey,
0: glue wine is hardly wine. I would argue it's. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, it, it's um, cinnamon stick. Soaked in, in trash, liquid trash.
0: <laughs> I can't wait to take a picture of me with my boot full of glue wine. Uh, what day is that I'm going? I think I'm actually going like two weeks from, from the date the show comes out. So I will see, I will be there. I will post a picture on the Instagram with my little boot full of hot spiced wine, uh, freezing to death, of course. Um, and and eating a, uh, a schnitzel sandwich probably covered in a bunch of hot mustard. So
1: okay, that be sounds good. good to me. But um, really, I would go. I'd prefer, and I'm not even a fan of it. Do the Ted Lasso thing and drink brown water. I would rather have a cup of tea at that <laughs> point. It's less expensive. It's less sweet. It'll warm you just as much. Hey, heck, give me a coffee over this trash wine that you want to drink.
0: All right. Well, and someday you'll be. Someday you'll come to Chicago over Christmas, and we'll uh, we'll get you in some. We'll some glue wine. I'll send you a bottle. You can get a bottle of it. Cook it up on your own stove. Tell me how you liked it. Oh, uh, so hot beer fest. Tony's out on it. Yep. Um, that up. And now awesome. we're gonna. Yep. Um, so that's all of the facts. Uh, of today's news. We're going to jump into a new phase of the hyper beer nerd dork shit news setup, which is the hyper beer nerd dork shit news editorial phase. And... Very nice. Yes. Very good. Uh, so this is the, this is Griff's editorial moment. Uh, and this is where I just get angry about something. And the thing I would like to get angry about today is the flight, Tony. Uh, I Come I on. am wondering. Hang on.
1: Before you get into your spiel, how can you be angry about the flight? You have flown Spirit Airways. So however bad this flight was, it can't be as bad as flying Spirit Airways.
0: Tony, I'm a proud member of the American uh, Airlines Platinum whatever. So, of course, flying in an airplane, not really a problem for me anymore. Mostly an enjoyable experience. Even on Alaska Airlines, I got a free beer. So, pat on the back for me on that. Um, actually, I didn't even get a free beer, Tony. I drank <laughs> two. I drank a Double Jack Daniels and um, ice. <laughs>
1: hey, I think that's a better move because... Yeah. The, the fanciest beer I've ever seen on a flight is Michelob Ultra.
0: They actually had Fremont Lush. They had Fremont wow. from Seattle uh, yeah. IPA, which is a really good IPA. But I went with double. I went with Double Jack Daniels and nothing. <laughs> um, and that was okay. It, Jack Daniels on the rocks is not an awesome drink, but it will make the flight go by fast. So, Tony, flight of beer is what I was oh. referring to. So they're the little. You know, when you order, you go, oh, I want a flight of beers and, um, you know, I want this one and this one and this one. They put it in a little box and they put give you some little like uh, little four ounce pours of these and they give you like maybe five or so at a time. Tony, what's the what's the normal amount for you guys to get in a flight? Is it four or five? Four what, what to five
1: in a paddle would be our normal way of doing a flight. Generally, it's served in a, in paddle format. Do you guys do the paddles? Mm, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah where the you, you yeah, you take the pedal to your table and they've got the five or six glasses in them. Um, and they're either numbered or lab, labeled or or maybe not and you have to guess at what you ordered. Um, Tony... I can't see a problem with this. It doesn't seem to be an issue for me.
0: I'm I'm wondering I, I think I, I mentioned that maybe we should abolish the flight. And I'm starting to wonder if maybe what we need to do is uh a nicer way to say it, if I were a, if I were a Democrat in the, in the House of Representatives, I would try to come up with Kristen some friendly-ass way to say, we have to transition the flight into a new phase. <laughs> um, we, it's getting very hard uh, right now to manage the demand for flights at a place like, say, my local breweries here. Uh, we often have one employee behind the bar, the flight situation is not a pre um, uh, I would say preconceived flight structure. You could have 20 beers on draft and make a flight of any five beers
1: at that point. And that's it's very funny.
0: hard to manage this yeah. structure of having to pour five, four ounce beers every time somebody orders a beer. And, I, I think that's, I think that gets, I think that really bogs down your service would be my first issue with that. And there, I got more, but Tony, what do you think of that? I think that's a really a challenge for anyone who's working a bar is to pour, to pour five beers when you could just pour one.
1: Yes. That is an issue. The problem I have is the uncurated nature of it. At that point, mm-hmm. it's not a flight, it's just a discount to, to sample <laughs> beers. Yeah, that's what it it, is. To me, a flight is a curated list of beers. I'm not saying you only should serve one flight at a pub or brewery, but what I am saying is have a couple of curated versions, two or three max of your flights with a different variety of beers that showcase what you want to leave as an imprint on your brewery that will get people buying full-size pints or full-size serves um, that display the versatility of your brewery and what your brewery stands for. If you just got 20 beers on tap and you say, we'll give you five three-ounce pours or four-ounce, five-ounce pours, six-ounce pours for a set price, that's not a flight. That's just a discount for buying a group of beers together. It doesn't uh, give a representation of the brewery. It's not curated in any way. I don't think you right. can actually call it a flight. I think you're right. I think we need to clamp down on 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 this and give our servers a break. Curate the beers, make it better for the brewery itself, and serve a curated list. That's that's my view. And the other
0: the other thing I want to make clear is I not I'm not saying we should get rid of small pours. I actually think we should have more small pours.
1: We know you're um, the king of the small pour. I think we
0: just. We just have to make it a situation where if you want small pours, you just have to go back up. That's fine. You just can't, I don't even think it's good for the beer to pour a bunch of little beers and then let them sit out for whatever, 35 minutes while you work through four other beers, especially if it's IPA or lager or something like it's not going to get better in those 35 minutes of just sitting in your fucking tray Get two at a time. That's fine. Get two little beers. Or, or if you're me, get one. And then you just have to go order another one. It's not that hard. Um, I just think it's... it's you're, We're really bogging everything down by having to order six beers at a time. I think it's insane that we let this happen. Now, Three Floyds used to do exactly what you said. They would have a pre-made flight. And if you wanted a flight, this is what you're getting. Yep. You're getting this flight. You can get a five-ounce pour of anything. But if you want a flight... These, this is your setup. And I think flights with sort of a structure of maybe, okay, hey, we have all four bourbon counties on uh, or four of the bourbon counties on. You can do a flight of the four bourbon counties or um, whatever. You have some other vertical situation, right? We have yeah. four years of straight jacket. Here you go, you know.
1: But to be clear, it doesn't have to be a vertical. So this is one of our three lighter style beers that we produce. Maybe it's a Hallis, maybe it's a um, Kolsch. Golden maybe, Ale, Golden Kolsch, ale, yeah, whatever. One of those. And then you go next up in the range. Maybe it's a New England style session or it's a pale ale. and then you, Or um, sort of that um, new style lager that we're both a fan of. And then you move up into heavy beers and get heavier as you move along. Or if you're a sour brewery, start off with your Berliner styles and move into your super sours. It's just got to make sense. It doesn't always have to be a vertical, but it should make sense and it should showcase what you want to showcase. Yes. Um, And look, do the bonus. The the money is made if you're serving food. Do a paddle and pair it with food. That's a flight. When you go to a restaurant and you have a flight of tequila, you're generally pairing that with food. You're not just...
0: Sucking it down, yeah. yeah right. You're not yeah, sucking sure. it down
1: by itself. You're having it with with tacos and and whatever else I, you're ordering at a Mexican place, and that they're designed to pair with that.
0: So, so maybe the point here is we're not going to abolish the flight, but I think we have to we have to abolish the the flight the Lucy goosey flight creation. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, the situation here. Flights are something that you've pre-made. It is a built and curated, um, designed structure. Right. We have a flight. This is our flight. You want to try our beers? This is what we want to be a statement of it. Yep. If you would like a small beer, you can order a small beer. Yeah. And we will just give you one. That's fine. Here we will. You can pay for it. it is two fifty for five ounces of this beer. You know,
1: and because we've done it right, say you want that style, but you don't want that exact beer. Here are three others that you may like. There you go. That's,
0: but we were at Jesus, we were at craft. (laughs) Sorry, something exploded in the house. We were at craft house in, in Vegas here, and this lady was having to write all of the orders on tickets on post it notes, like she was doing a like she had a ticket set up, like she was running a running fucking the kitchen. pass. Yep,
1: running a yeah. pass.
0: She's, she's got like six of them up there. And I'm like, girl, I was getting there. I was like, well, I'll drink a beer while I pick up my barley wine or whatever. I was picking up some barley wine ball from them a while back. And it took 15 minutes before I ever got two people deep in the line. I'm like, I'm fucked. There's no way. I'm, <laughs> I got to go, you know? Well, but um, I was this... like,
1: this is crazy. Is this more a problem with the flight or people ordering beer in front of you? It sounds like you think you're special and should get served immediately. You're a count no, of the beer no, line.
0: No, that's not true. Uh, I do think I'm special, but I, I, do, I also think that if you have 30 beers on draft, running a flight, like a free-for-all flight setup yeah. is nuts. There is no way you'll be able to keep up with anything.
1: Here's the analogy I would draw. It It's essentially a non – it's a premium version of the person that goes into Baskin and Robbins or a Froyo place and tries every single yes. flavour when there oh, are people waiting behind you. Don't allow that. Say you can get three flavours that you want to try and it doesn't even have to be – well, in that case, it should be curated, yeah. but yeah. You don't get to try every single flavor. You get three shots at no. the. Even put a wild card in for this this flight variation, but don't allow a free for all where everybody. Gets we got to choose. we got to commit. We yeah. need
0: people to commit to beer. And 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 the other argument I'll make is that we've already. It's been craft beer's been around for we we we're we're coming up on forty years. We just need to we're committing now. We know educate we, we've yeah. educated everyone. Have we? <laughs> Really? Know, but no, but if you don't want to be – this is the vaccine situation too. If you don't want to know about it, then you don't. That's just where we're at, you know.
1: This is probably true, but I always think we should give – because it's not even so much about trying different styles of beer.
0: I'm becoming the anti-advocate of beer. Fuck yeah. it.
1: Fuck the it. Fucking,
0: I just want to fucking drink, god damn it.
1: But my, my question about this is – a lot of breweries have a strength, and it's not necessarily the strength they market to. Right. So I want to actually try their their sort of spectrum. I don't want to try every beer that they've got, yeah. but I want to try a spectrum of their beers. So that's why I need the flight. When I go to a place yeah, I know I think you can I'll, just, I'll, I'll never have... You can have... small
0: pour that. You can, just, you can small pour that.
1: Yeah, but give me a curated can... experience. Give me... Yeah. Yeah. The perfect version of that, and then I can go, okay, that was killer. I want more like that. Give me a small pour yep. of that that's similar. Give me a small pour of that that's pretty much similar. That is your brewery's wheelhouse for me. That's the value of the tasting flight. Because... All right. But we gotta curate else.
0: it. That's yeah. I argue that. I, I stand I stand with you on that. We need something structured. Three four, like I said, three Floyds used to do it. Didn't bog him down because it was structured, in which case people would say, Well, I don't really like this type of beer. I don't necessarily want this, so I will just get myself something else, you know?
1: And it also makes it easy for the server because they're picking up five beers at the one tap. It's it's the one, same they amount know. of answers.
0: They, they know it's one, two, three, four. The yeah. flight beers are one, two, three, four. Bang, 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 out the door. You know. Yeah. Now they're like, the guy, the lady's like three, uh, 14, uh, 14, 22. You know, like, Fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and this one's actually on draft in the back. So I got to go get it. I'm like, God damn it. I'm just losing my mind. Um, But, you know, you're right, Tony. I do just think I'm special. So I want my fucking beer, bro. <laughs> Jesus Christ taking forever. Um, all right, Tony. That's enough of me just complaining. Actually, it's not because that's all I do on this show is literally just <laughs> an hour and 45 minutes of us bitching. Um, let us move on to uh, everyone's favorite segment. It's time for our game this week. It's a rousing round of Untrapped.
1: No, it's not. I'm going to put a little audible. You skipped an, uh, over something in the show notes. And oh, I I want- me. Your full. Um, you're in a hot take mode. Give me your hot take on the Boston Celtics key player that's going to make oh the God. season. Enos <laughs> Cantor. Two minutes, Griff. You have the floor.
0: Two minutes. I can't talk for two minutes on this, but I I you do believe Enos Cantor. I do believe is a is some kind of CIA plant or something at this point. Um to, uh, uh, and he's, he's, he's parroting all of the same CIA, CIA talking points, which is China bad and Venezuela bad LeBron. So bad. you got to give it up for that. What's that
1: LeBron bad
0: LeBron bad. Yep. So he's, he's got his mind out there on, on all of the favorite us government, uh, topics. He hasn't, <laughs> once he goes in on Cuba, I'm going to know that we're <laughs> locked in there. Um, he seems like he's just a, uh, and uh, he's, he's gotten paid off by some kind of agent or something. I don't know, no. but to be honest, he was always kind of like this, but I think he, it, it feels, it feels weirdly more directive now. Like somebody told him like, can you go back to doing all that weird shit you were doing? Especially now that he's out of Portland, now that he's in Boston, they really got
1: him on it. Here's the thing. Nobody likes Innes Kanter, especially his teammates. i <laughs> you know, I've got a soft spot for the Utah Jazz, especially Joe Ingalls. Big fan for of Joe sure. Ingalls. He's he's like a poor man's Josh Giddy. Mm-hmm. Um, and
0: on a rich man's team.
1: <laughs> this is true. Uh, hey, Josh Giddy back in the lineup, they win. Josh Giddy out of the lineup, they lose by record mm-hmm. margin. By
0: seventy by seventy five points.
1: But this is just Innes Cantor going full grifter mode for me. This is not uncommon for for sports people to do. My favourite example is the sports journalist, Jason Whitlock. I don't know whether you ever saw Jason Whitlock. I think he oh, was out of Kansas City. city. Yeah. Um, he has gone full Blaze Network these days. Not Fox oh, yeah, News. he's a like
0: fucking nutcase. Yeah.
1: yeah. used to be a sports guy on Fox Sports and, as I said, Kansas City back in the day. That's That's where he got his start. Um, never played any sport, but he's gone like full right-wing grifter. He's like um, Diamond and Silk, but a solo version of those guys. And mm-hmm. um, I think Innes Cantor knows he's playing that days are numbered because, hey, Boston may have two centres in front of them, but they're not like top centres. They're not top 15 centres in the NBA ahead of him. Uh, and he's played in 11 games. He knows his time he's near. moving,
0: he's moving real bad. Yeah. He's moving around real bad. Yeah.
1: His time in the NBA is done. He needs mm. to get paid still. So he's going to rename himself Allah Meta World Peace. Or my my favorite, Lloyd Be Free.
0: Oh, World Be Free. World well, Be Free. But world Be Free was World Be Free was uh, uh at least had a better message, anyways.
1: Yeah, I love that. That, and that dude could play. Have you seen some YouTube hey, clips of that play. dude? Yeah, guy is
0: hey. great. yeah, watch some "World Be Free." That guy could. That guy could score.
1: That dude is absolutely made for like today's like NBA. Those herky jerky players. Oh, yeah. So so made for today's NBA. But what is the Ennis Cannonball to be known as? I am Freedom or some other bullshit like that, Mister Freedom.
0: Penis Freedom. Penis Freedom. <laughs>
1: I would I would give him points if he said he wanted to be known as Penis Freedom rather than Enos freedom. <laughs> freedom. He'd be our favourite
0: goddamn player. <laughs> okay. I just hey, want to say... We are Penis Freedom absolutists on this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me that, and Steve Miller are Penis Freedom <laughs> absolutists.
1: <laughs> that is all the NBA talk for today, but I'm just saying... Seventy point loss to Oklahoma City and then Josh Giddy <laughs> gets back in the lineup and they win. Hey. He's a winner. By
0: 70. Kidding.
1: Plink plunk. This
0: or that. We're playing on trap, so that was not quite right. <laughs>
1: we're playing untrapped, are we? Oh you son yeah. of a bitch. You keep changing the game on me last minute.
0: I did not. I wrote untrapped on it.
1: Hey, we're not gonna tell people that.
0: We're sending our love down I can't do it. <laughs> Alright, Tony. I don't know what that was. Was that the do-it-live <laughs> yeah, bit?
1: It was the do-it-live.
0: Oh, okay. Alright, Tony. It's time for Untrapped. Been a couple weeks since we busted this out. Uh, Tony, last year we did a round of Untapped, Untrapped that was uh focused all around Santa's nuts. Tony, Uh, there are a lot of beers that are weirdly uh infatuated with Santa's fucking balls and penis and nuts and dick and stuff. And uh, this year, uh, I haven't quite gotten there but I, I think I'm close I, we have another round of Santa's I'm calling this Santa's sack untrapped I like it. and we have three beers here that all seem to be concerned about what's going on with Santa's nuts and stuff nuts and package and, and stuff so um, we're all interested in naked Santa I don't know why we all want are interested in what Santa's doing when he's not wearing his suit uh, I think he's fine with just a suit on I think we just leave it on but breweries, they want to see him naked. Can't explain that. They're putting, his, they're putting their hands down Zane's pants. I don't know what's going on with this. So. Uh, don't recommend that. But the first one I have for you, Tony, this is a beer from a brewery called Rainy Days Brewing Company. And this beer is called Santa's Tea Bag. Santa's Tea Bag. Uh, there is no. Description on this beer. It is a winter warmer from Rainy Days Brewing. Rainy Days, D-A-Z-E Brewing, is from Pools Bow, Washington. Uh, and I can't really tell you where that is in Washington. Washington, a very big state, but Pools Bow, Washington. Winter warmer. We got 9.5% on this one. This is a strong boy, Oof. big boy got 83 ratings and 92 check-ins. I'm trying to find if I can dig up a review of this that can tell us a little bit more uh, about what this beer tastes like. And I'm having sort of limited amount of luck to find this. Uh, let's let me, let me try one. Let me try one more time. Uh, yep, yeah, there it is. Uh, yeah, mm. there is not a lot of descriptors. Uh, okay. Iron Lily J at the best Western plus says yum. Santa. Uh, how about Jones in for beer says Santa, you dirty, yummy man. So how's that do for you? Uh, okay, here we go. This is okay. okay. I have a, rev- I have an honest, review. I have a a description of the beer, a winter warmer, with additions of maple syrup, molasses, orange zest, and a blend of holiday tea.
1: Okay, I worry about holiday tea. How many chickens again?
0: Uh, it's got 83 chickens. <laughs> oh,
1: 83. <actually> <laughs> okay. I thought it was 8,300. Um I'm going to say that this comes in at an exceedingly high, I don't think this is a real genuine score, but a lot of people seem to be caught in the novelty value of this by the handful of reviews you read, 4.22. I actually think this beer is 3.6, but 4.22 is where I come in.
0: You were closer with your thought of the actual rating. Uh, this is a 3.80 on Santa's tea bag, so it has tea in it. That's why it's called tea bag. I
1: got that. it's not.
0: It's not just about getting his nuts dragged across your face or anything. because um, Santa would would Santa really do that? Tony, come on. We know Santa. No. Santa would not do that um so there you go 3.8 on santa's tea bag from rainy days brewing uh shout out for santa you dirty yummy man we love you uh very good so tony is 0 for one he's gonna need these two to get out of the well of course as we know for our new listeners of course i have Tony is speaking we should, we should get an <laughs> echo effect on your voice Tony when you do this game oh, so that you're hollering up at me from the well <laughs> uh, but of course you're you're down in the well you're 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 hollering up at me tell me more about the <laughs> tea bag you know uh, and I'm telling you teabag, what's going on tea
1: teabag, teabag.
0: teabag. yeah right exactly so next one I got for you Tony this is just called naked Santa we got naked Santa by Bowling green Brewworks. Now I can't tell if this is from the bowling green in Ohio or the bowling green in Kansas. Uh, let's see if I can find that. This is also a winter warmer. It's from Ohio bowling green beer works in bowling green, Ohio, which I believe is where bowling green university is. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with Maction. Tony, you love the Mac conference. Yep. Um, I'm familiar. This is 7%, 48 IBU. This has 168 check-ins. Uh, yet another one without much description to it. This just says winter warmer. Gabe K says, best Christmas beer I've had. Um, Robin P says, one of my faves and a little Santa man. Very nice Local winter brew. Hints of clovey spice is yummy. Coolest can ever.
1: Coolest can ever?
0: Let's look at this can. It is uh, Santa... Oh, Oh, Tony. (laughs) The can is Santa in a barrel. Uh, I'm going to try to describe it, and I'll show it to you. It's Santa in a his head is in like a barrel, you know how like a hobo or in like old cartoons would have like a barrel on his, covering his body. But then the faucet for the barrel, like the the tapper, is where his pee-pee would be. And there's beer coming out of where his pee-pee might be. See, you can see it here. That's where his pee-pee would maybe be.
1: Santa going over Niagara Falls, but essentially he's giving people uh, at the same time he's giving people a golden shower. Gotcha.
0: Right. That's right. So naked Santa, I will say this last review, I'll give you this as another hint, very nice local winter brew hints of clovey spices, yummy, coolest can ever 3.75. So, you know, (laughs) these people aren't like blowing it up when they say good beer, perfect winter beer. Love this one 3.5. Um, Don't know. I can't figure out how people rate beers. Um.
1: No, this, I'm not going to get out of the world today. I don't think this is good. I think you are giving me an honest hint. I think this comes in at 3.42 on the untapped scale. I'm not going to go into any more detail about that. I don't think this is a good beer. I think people love the can. It's a local brew house. They won't trash it. But, yeah, 3.4, whatever I said.
0: Brother, you went too low. It's three point eight three on this one too. Naked Santa has a three point eight three. Tony is spending the holidays in the well. Uh, that's okay. Nobody wants to be around their family, anyways. No, I've got lots to do. Uh, yeah.
1: You know that. It's been yeah. a while since I I've family- been down there.
0: Probably <laughs> My family- cleaning. My family, Gianna Michaels, and uh, you know, I name another porn star. I don't know. I can't. Riley Reed is that a porn star? <laughs>
1: Uh, you know it was. Like, I know my isn't? porn stars. Yeah, I know my
0: I know my porn stars. Don't worry. Uh, Nick and Naked Santa. He's down there too. He's doing his thing. By the way, uh, all right. I just got an yes. e-
1: email from Monique. Did you want to guess where Monique is from? My personal North from oh. Deeds Brewing. It was just my invoice oh. from Deeds. Brewing. Oh yeah. Congrats! I bought that six-pack beer. Yep, delicious. One hundred and twenty-two Australian dollars.
0: That's actually not that bad for what you're getting.
1: No, lucky I won at poker this week.
0: Because that Australian beer is expensive. I've been looking at those fucking Richie's sale papers. Fucking hey man, not cheap. The Lord,
1: we pay tax. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah, to tax,
0: yeah, yeah, you do. Um, not here in Nevada, brother. We're rolling. We're rolling free and easy. I'm paying the gambling tax. Yeah, um, but
1: we have to pay that fucking room service charge. No, oh yeah, right, yeah, yeah, charge, resort fee,
0: resort resort fee. fees. You're eating that. That's our Ugh. tax. That's your tax. Gross. All right, last up, Tony, for funds, for shits and giggles, okay. uh, funds and laughs. Santa's. This one's called Santa's Package. Santa's Package by Lost. Rhino Brewing. Uh, this one, uh, you're you're looking at a rye beer, Tony. This is from Lost Rhino Brewing in Ashburn, Virginia. It's a Belgian style rye. This one's coming in pretty dry. They they use that active Belgian yeast on this. This is a five point five percent, twenty six IBUs. Um. You've got a hundred, no, sorry, 260 check ins. Um, there are some people who enjoy this beer. Somebody just checked in a 2014 of this beer. That is not good. That is 5.5% Belgian rye pale ale. I, um, do not think you should check that old of a version of this in. Um, 2013, Aged Well. Oh, that's from December 27, 2014. Okay, at least it's not that. Um, It's minty, not bad, but odd. (laughs) Don't like hearing that.
1: It's like a shamrock shake, but I'm not sure how much shamrock or shake is in it. Parker
0: S. says, like it overall, good spice to begin with, and the barrel aging gives it complexity, very crisp finish, 3.5. Uh, very festive from Ryan B. He gives it a four. Barrel aged, much better than I remember, 2.5 from Sean F. Right? <laughs> much better than he remembers. How- 2.5. Did you yeah, a- this
1: was a clove beer that you had, the Altoids beer? <laughs>
0: Complex notes of chocolate and licorice. Very interesting from KTB. I'm
1: thoroughly confused. Is this a mint beer or is this a chocolate?
0: No, I think this is just a spiced. I think this is a spiced Belgian rye. That's what I think it is. So spiced Belgian rye from Lost Rhino Brewing in Ashburn, Virginia. 260 check-ins, 5.5%. What do you got, Tony?
1: I'm I'm gonna stay in the Santa's package. Santa's package comes in at the low threes. You've given me these might be bum steers, but I'm gonna say this comes in I keep getting low with every score. It hasn't done me right yet, but I'm gonna go three point three
0: eight. All right, Tony, you're getting I'm giving you the freebie. For your own one for three because it's a three point four nine. That's a tenth. Yeah, that's we'll let close you have enough. it. Three point four nine for Santa's package. People do not like taking down Santa's package.
1: See, I thought the fun way of of doing like a a, a Santa semi sexual mm. naughty beer would to be to do a gozer. That would be the way I would go. Like a cherry gozer. And, and, and what then, would you
0: call it, Tony? Um,
1: come see Santa.
0: <laughs> Santa's nut. Uh, <laughs> the, the joke is that Santa, or Santa's piss. Santa's piss. Let's go full out. I'm sick of all this, like, in, in weird innuendo. It's very stupid to me. This Santa. Oh, Santa's special nut. He likes cinnamon nuts. Um, just Santa's piss and Santa's gum That's our two beers from our brewery that we're making. Uh. If Santa pissed, he would piss cherry gosa. When Santa when Santa has to (laughs) blast one off, it's uh well we know it's pastry stout. It's Horace
1: of course. So
0: it's just we know that. Um, all right, Tony. I think that's a good way to end our show. Uh, Tony, why don't you tell everybody uh, how they could find us on the famous beer website that we were just talking about, Untapped?
1: Untapped. You are, are, of course, Griff AD on Untapped. I'm St. Moz on Untapped, and we check in beers all the time. Not from time to time, all the time. We're constantly checking in stuff. Um, I can't remember the last time you check, checked in a beer that was minty. So. You need mm. to lift your game there. Um, look Mm-mm. look for me to be checking in some mixed culture beers from our good friends at Deeds very, very soon. Griff, where else can people find us if they want to find us in other places other than Untapped?
0: Yeah, I would get on Instagram. We are Beer Engine Pod. You can also email us beerengineshow at gmail.com. Uh, probably an email I should be checking occasionally. And if you would like to come hang out in our Discord, that is the place to be. If you like this podcast and you are not in the Discord, you are missing out on most of the content that we post or talk about or do anything with. So get in our Discord. You can either uh, send us an Instagram message or send us an email. Or the third thing you can do and the uh, another interesting thing you could just do if you were cool... Uh, is to send us a tip. You enjoy.
1: Oh, we've got. Grif- for this
0: podcast, you enjoyed some of the weird edits we had to have. Kind of. <laughs> oh no, I'm not frozen, am
1: I? No, you, you're unfrozen now. You were just frozen for a second, but I put you on the burner like we do it. A, a good beer, we heat that sucker up to 80, 80 degrees Celsius. Perfect, put a yeah. stick of cinnamon in you. You're good to go. Now you can spruik about co fee That's C O dash.
0: It's KO, Tony. It's KO-FI.com slash Beer Engine Podcast, and you can send us a tip. So if you send us a dollar or $2 or $5 or $10, you can ask us maybe to try a beer. There's maybe something you want me or Tony to give a sip to. We will go do it if you tell us to because we are looking for free content. I drink a non-alcoholic beer. I poured out the rest because I hated it. That's how it is. Um, but yeah, go to ko- ko-fi.com slash Beer Engine Podcast. You can send us a buck or two. And in that case, you will actually get the Discord link without having to interact with us. So you have to, you decide, is it worth it to have to talk to me or pay a dollar? Uh, I If I were me, I would pay a dollar to get out talking to me. I think, you? right? Isn't that right? Well, yeah. Like that's it. I mean... You, you just talked to me for an hour and forty five minutes. How was that?
1: And I, but I didn't have to pay you. I got that shit for free.
0: Oh yeah, no. But if you pay a dollar, you don't have to do it. You can avoid me for so really a dollar. So if you really don't want to interact with humans, pay a dollar. You get it. You you can uh, you can okay. dodge us. So it's
1: probably worth um, the dollar.
0: It might be worth the dollar.
1: All right, Tony. Anything else? Um, if people want to check out a Christmas Carol, uh, can I recommend? Kevin Bloody Wilson, hey, Santa Claus. It's on YouTube. Mm. It shouldn't be reasonably blocked. Play it for all your kids, especially the young ones. They need to hear this. It's genius.
0: I wish I the perfect thing for me to say would be to recommend some kind of Christmas porno or something, but I really have never actually been into, I've never watched any sort of holiday-themed Porno. It's never been a thing for me. Maybe that's maybe I, I don't know. That's maybe just, you need that to try me. it
1: this year. But can I um, tell you my favorite lyric from? Well, one of my many favorite lines from Hey Santa Claus. Sure. Hey Santa Claus, you cunt! Where's my fucking bike? It's delightful <laughs> Christmas. Carol. Right, Santa,
0: Santa's got some. Santa's got some fucking shit to answer for, and I agree with that. I can't argue with that. So. He sure I does, especially
1: at the end of the song.
0: All right. All right, we'll 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 get on that. All right, gang, we'll talk to you next week. Later.